This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, lose. Foot loose. Everybody cut foot loose. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. Well, there's no Hot Lanta today. Yeah. He's still worn out from the Super Bowl. Yep. He expended all of his psychic energy trying to help the Chiefs win, but he could not mind control the refs as well as the other team did. Yeah. So they say. I don't remember who won because I don't pay attention to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Not even the commercials. Tampa. Tampa. That's right. The Buccaneers. My Actually, yeah, my cousin was there because she's a uh, emergency room nurse. And so she had been, you know, fully vaccinated. And apparently they gave away a bunch of tickets to, uh, like, essential personnel. And so she got to go. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So she got to sit next to a lot, a lot of cardboard cutouts. <laughs> Finally, you can recreate the Super Bowl at home. Yeah. <laughs> no, literally, like there was like seventy five hundred, I think, essential workers they gave tickets to. And yeah, so she like you could see like real life people like two or three rows away. But yeah, like her and her friends were like in a row and then there were like cardboard cutouts all around them, and then two, three rows away were like live people. So that was pretty it was pretty funny pictures. But go Bucks, I guess. Well, yeah, I guess they already Was went. It? Yeah, the problem I have though is like the Buccaneers are the uh, the Des Moines like uh, junior. I don't know what they call it. It's a fucking. It's not like a farm team for hockey, but they have like local leagues or like regional leagues in hockey, like amateur kind of stuff. And the Des Moines Buccaneers are like Des Moines, like like. Not a NHL hockey team. That's uh, so, that's weird. Yeah, so they go with the Bucks. I don't know. I don't remember what the what what fucking comp, what what fucking league they're in. But like, it's not like the Iowa Cubs, who are like the AAA ball club for the Chicago Cubs. But like, but like college kids and slightly older than college guys like play hockey in Des Moines as the Buccaneers. And I think sometimes they get recruited by the NHL. I don't know how it works. I know when I think of Des Moines, the first thing I think of is pirates. Yes. The Des Moines bucks. Yeah. So, well, yeah, so the bucks, when I think of Buccaneers or bucks, I think Des Moines, not Tampa Bay. Well, I guess it worked. Yes. I have been fully indoctrinated. <laughs> so is anyway, it- we watched a movie. It has nothing to do with Buccaneers, regardless nope. of location. But it was suggested by Dummy Act, who may or may not have anything to do with pirates. Uh, yeah, possible. Remains to be seen. Yeah. But yeah, so she suggested Loose to us. That's the 2018 one that's on Shudder. Uh, because there's like three or four different movies called Loose out there. L-U-Z. Spanish for Light. Yeah, but this was the lady's name. Yes, it is also a name. 
Mm-hmm. So how does this movie start, Chris? Well, this starts with uh, the titular lady. Loose. Yeah. Footloose. And she's uh, she's at a police station, turns out. I wasn't sure where the hell she was at first. It's a lobby. Yeah, it just looks like a nondescript lobby of some sort. She could be anywhere from like a cable company to a doctor's office. Like it, it could be anywhere. Yeah. It could be like a. It could honestly could have been like an emergency room waiting room from like the eighties. Yeah. And uh, she's kind of muttering to herself. Mm-hmm. Uh. Something about our father, something about dicks. Yeah. Fucking Fucking Mary. Fucking your Jesus Christ or something. Something about grandpa crotches. It's all (laughs) quite interesting. Yeah. But but she does that while she gets food from a vending machine using her fanny pack. Yeah. So. And she's muttering in... Spanish. Spanish in that at this point, yeah. Yeah, she speaks Spanish. Most everybody else speaks German. Yes, it is definitely German because my wife, my wife speaks some German, so she and she confirmed that it is German that they are speaking. Well, especially because they say forgot, and that's vergessen or like forgetting or forgetfulness. Something around the word forget is vergessen. I don't remember exactly like if it's a verb, noun, adjective, adverb. <laughs> conjugation whatever fair enough yes then we uh we cut over to a bar yes where a dude is drinking it looks like a vesper you know from casino royale yeah because they can't have james bond order a fucking martini shake and vodka martini shake and not stirred in a movie they have to invent a new drink for him for some fucking reason well it's played out man i guess but that's kind of like james bond's whole shtick is the martinis and uh casual misogyny yeah and they got rid of both of those in that movie i was very disappointed <laughs> yeah they did uh smash the hell out of his balls <laughs> yep I mean, if Hannibal Lecter is going to... If anyone's going to smash your balls, Hannibal Lecter should smash your balls. I got a fortune cookie that said that. <laughs> yeah. One of my friends, he twice got a fortune cookie said that said, you are the guiding star of his existence. <laughs> and he was never sure what that meant. Because we were both we were in college at the time. So he's like, I'm not sure what this means. And why did I get it twice? Well, it's it's definitely factually accurate at that point. Yeah, I mean, if the, if if the universe goes out of its way to, to give you the same fortune cookie twice, then you that you definitely deserve that fortune cookie. And uh, Vesper man, he's got a pager. Yep, because this is shot like it okay so uh, they never actually say the time period but based on the technology it's like late 80s early 90s and then they like also like add in like film grain and stuff to make it look like it was shot in the late 80s or early 90s yeah even though this was like 2018 yes 2018 and uh 
the pager catches the attention of a, a lady across the bar who like wasn't that she wasn't there they pan the camera so the guy's body blocks the bar and then they move the camera again and then she's there at the end of the bar yeah but you never see her walk up because you know so it's like subtly unsettling it was unsettling unsettling <laughs> and uh she tries to strike up a conversation Okay, why is there a song lyric running through my head that I can't think of the rest of it? <laughs> anyway, strike up a conversation. God damn it. Oh. I know, there's a song that has that phrase in it, and I can't think of it. It's going to annoy me the rest of the fucking night. Why well, look forward to the point 27 minutes from now where you shout out a song lyric and I <laughs> get alarmed for a second? Because <laughs> I never, ever like just re- say song lyrics in a podcast. Never. So she uh, she saunters over and she's like, hey, you got one of those pagers that are all the rage. You must be important to some degree. Are you a doctor? And he's uh, he's in full on blow off mode. He's not even having any of it. No, he wants to drink. Yeah. And I'm like identifiable. I understand that. Oh, Jesus Christ, it's Mr. Jones from Counting Crows. Sorry. <laughs> that was way faster than I anticipated. Well, I had to look. I Googled it because I, my brain's not that good anymore. And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's fine. She's like, yeah, doesn't the pager mean you have to go do a thing? No, because, you know, she's going to strike up a conversation with a flamenco dancer. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. So- uh, no, no, it's fine. Like I, I don't have to go for the pager. It's not an emergency. Don't worry about it. Leave me alone. Yeah, she's like, oh, so are you like a surgeon? And he's like, nine. And then she's like, are you a radiologist? And he's like, nine. <laughs> phlebotomist, perhaps? Nine. I don't think phlebotomists get paid suit money. No, although apparently the nickname at hospitals for them is vampires. Yeah, all right. I mean, a little on the nose, but I'll allow it. I mean, like my my dad worked at a hospital as a pharmacist, so he he was always calling them vampires. Well, maybe he just knew something you didn't. Maybe, although my dad was not the fanciful kind of person that I am, so I'm pretty <laughs> sure he just thought it was funny to call people who pull blood out of people vampires. Fair enough. Yeah. But then, uh. Then Dr. Vesper's cellular telephone. He's a black-haired flamenco dancer, Chris. Oh, I guess so. Because that's who she struck up a conversation with. No, no. Or we could just call him Mr. Jones. We could. And probably will. (laughs) Because consistency is for losers. Or we call him Dr. Jones because he is a doctor. That's true. So Dr. Jones has a cellular telephone ring and uh, the bar lady's like, oh, oh, I knew you were important. You have two devices that can reach you. (laughs) But it's still not an emergency because 
They're going to have a lot of drinks and a lot of talking. I want to know the drink that is blue and has celery for a garnish. Was it celery or was it? Because okay, so so the bartender first brings them two little like tiny snifters of milky liquid. Yeah, which I wasn't sure if that was ouzo that had been chilled because like if you put ice and ouzo, it turns cloudy, as I've demonstrated to Chris before. Um, so I wasn't sure if that's what those were. So because the bartender brings those first for the two, and uh, lady like. First of all, like takes a bump of Coke off of her necklace and then dumps some Coke into her milky drink before drinking it. And then the bartender just randomly brings over a pink drink and a blue drink. And it wasn't celery. They had like weird like mylar um, strips off of like a center pole. Yeah, but there's a little bit of celery on it. Was there? Okay. Yeah, just okay. one little, it was like that. a little half-inch chunk of celery. I don't even, I was fascinated, and I wanted to know what the hell that was. Was it a blue ball, Mary? I mean, let's hope. I'm going to order one next time I'm at the bar and just see what the hell happens. <laughs> it's not bloody, obviously, so. One blue ball, Mary? Yeah. No, I, I said that, yeah. Although I do love Bloody Marys with, like, an inordinate amount of garnish on them, like bacon and olives and celery and, like, Ford F-150s and, like, fucking <laughs> nuclear warheads, like, just all stuffed in the glass with the Bloody Mary. It's great. Oh, and a beer to round and it a, out. Yeah, and a, well, the beer is the chaser. I mean, it's Germany, so I, I think it's Germany. I just speak, yeah. There's a lot of people speaking German if it's not Germany. <laughs> well, maybe it's an alternate reality movie where the Germans won the World War II and we're all speaking German now, Chris. I guess, yeah, this is in the Man from the High Castle cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, or, you know, maybe just the... Uh, fucking january 16th or whatever january 6th the uh the fucking q sham man won and we're all speaking german now you know dances with karens yeah hey he had some good points yeah like he only eats organic food so he went on a hunger strike in prison because that's fucking important yeah yeah, you're in prison, and that's the thing that jumped out at you as the real issue about being in prison? Yeah. Uh, apparently, he's annoyed that Donald Trump didn't support him, didn't like try to like pardon him or anything afterwards. It's almost like Donald Trump's a piece of shit. Yeah. Almost. I mean, is it... Not that I'm going to do it, but is it like... You're not. You don't get arrested for making like random, just casual death threats about former presidents, do you? Only the current president. Is that right? Well, I guess we'll Ask, find out soon enough. Asking for a friend. That's for legal reasons. Hypothetically, <laughs> oh, as man. the slaughterhouse princess legal team, I'm going to have to ask you to stop. <laughs> okay, I will not make casual or formal uh, death threats against any president current or former yeah because in order for me to represent you 
we're gonna have to uh, get the trial move to the Barbados area, and I don't know if yeah. they're gonna go for that. Or maybe I could just get a bunch of Republicans as my jury, and then they won't fucking care if I like try to, you know, overturn the uh, properly elected officials of our country. Yeah, turns out in the states, when your law degree is on lined paper, that seems to be an issue. I don't know. Like these days, it seems to be perfectly fine, but you know, you don't need a law degree. You just need a YouTube channel, Chris. Come on. I have one of those. <laughs> I think technically I do, but I've maybe put one or maybe two videos on it total. If you have a Gmail, you have a YouTube channel. That's true. Although I do now, our we do have a couple of videos of our bees from last year, last summer or spring. So they're if you ever want to go to Naskaya Bees on YouTube, you can see, you know, videos of bees swarming because that's all they did last spring for us was swarm. Yeah, there's a Slaughterhouse Princess YouTube channel that's got uh, Night of the Living Dead on it. There's a couple other, you like, didn't your daughter like put some videos up of our podcast with just static images? Yeah, somewhere. But anyway, back to the mysterious drinks. Yes. So one's blue and one's pink, and the woman drinks the pink one, the guy drinks the blue one, because we have to have gender coding, weird gender coding in movies these days? Well, it's the late 80s, early 90s. I guess. It was a different time? Um, I don't know. I think people are still overly involved in other people's junk, even today. There. Yeah. So the the lady tells a little story. Possible commercial sex worker? Uh, somewhat implied. Yeah. But yes, Chris, tell us her story that she tells uh, Dr. Jones. Well, it all started back in Catholic school, like all good stories do. Yes. And, uh, there was a girl. Her name was Luz. Footloose. One day, she made throw up in the cafeteria. And she said she smelled rotten fish. Yeah. And then it made all the other girls smell rotten fish and make throw ups in the cafeteria. But, like, not that day, but later days. Yeah. Slowly. Over yeah. a series of days. Yes. And... They, like, looked for germs in the kitchen and couldn't find any germs in the kitchen. They checked for gas leaks. You know, a common cause of fish vomit. Also a common cause of bad seasons of glee. Or community. Yes, community. Ba bad episodes of glee, bad seasons of community. And, uh... Oh, I forget everything now. Um, so there was a girl who was, who thought she was pregnant. Yeah. Her name was Margarita, which I think we're fine using because that is a drink and we will remember that name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Luce, Foot Luce, uh, thought she was a medium. Yeah. 
and commer- potential commercial sex worker somehow met loose through footloose through that situation. Well, they were they were our school chums. Yeah. And medium in the literal sense, not like uh, Long Island medium or whatever. No, like, but like she could supposedly talk to the dead or at least see to the other side or something like that. And uh, she proceeds to have a ritual. Yeah, where you get the medium naked mm-hmm. or potentially pregnant girl. You put her naked in a salt circle and surround her with candles. Yeah. And somehow that will make sure that she is not pregnant anymore. Yeah, and then you say the magic incantation, which is the whole, uh, you know, our father, something about dicks, etc. Yeah, our father who sees chicks and gets di- a, di- a hard dick, uh, grandpa balls are sweaty, something, yada, yada, yada. And, uh... It's it's implied that that it something happened. Yeah, something goes horribly wrong. Or horribly right, depending on your perspective, I guess. Yeah, but you know, usually if it's horribly wrong for one person, it's probably horribly wrong in general. Fair enough. Yeah. And uh, she wants the doctor guy's help, so she goes to the bathroom. Yeah. Because if she's going to help him, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. If say she, no more, say no more. If she help, if he helps her. Yes. So uh, they go to the bathroom and proceed to pantomime the third worst hand job I've ever seen. <laughs> but the guy does suffer an exorgasm. Yeah, because... Uh, She's, and I will say suffer because it did not look fun. Yeah, she's giving him the business, literally. Yeah. And then he just starts to vibrate uncontrollably. Right. Like medical grade twitching around. Like Yeah, like disturbed video, you know, shaky head that's all blurry kind yeah. of stuff. Ooh, wah, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> But she makes it all better, Chris. Yeah. Cause she uh she's got a mouth light. Yeah. Not like not like E. T. with his heart light. No, no, no. She has a mouth light. Yeah. And she gives him a big mouth light kiss. Which causes her to uh, die, we'll say. Let's say die. Yeah, I mean at least collapse. And not get back up by the end of the scene. Yeah. And then the uh, Dr. Jones has a distinctively different personality afterwards. Yes. And he steals her jacket. Because it's important. Yeah. For the plot. Later. Actually, it is important later. Yeah. Oddly enough. And so he steals the jacket and leaves her in the bathroom and heads to the uh, police station because he's a doctor of hypnosis. Yes. Although there is the 10 and a half minute scene of a guy arranging a microphone and chairs. 
Yeah, yeah, it's very important. And rear view mirror attached above the microphone. And then like there's four chairs or, or six chairs arranged like in a taxi cab formation. Yeah. Cause the, it takes, it takes fucking forever for the guy to set this up though. And, uh, forever. at the police station, loose is Put loose. She, she's getting questioned by uh, I Sergeant lady. Uh, We'll call her uh, Mariska Hargitay. Yeah. Or how about SVU? Because there's no way I'm going to say that right more than once. <laughs> uh, Jane Mansfield's daughter. Okay. That seems longer but easier. <laughs> I mean, she is. And uh, due to the language barrier, they also have to have... Sound tech slash... Translator. Uh, interpreter. Yeah, translator. <laughs> and they have a... Uh, Can we they, call him Stefan Senpai? Yes. Okay. And a joke maybe one person will get. Those are the best kind. <laughs> and uh, in this room where they set up the, the rearview mirror and chairs, they also have a soundproof booth? Well, it's like the audio booth. That they, yeah, because I mean, the guy's got to do the translation. They don't want his voice to end up on the recordings. So they got to put him in a soundproof booth. Yeah. And Dr. Jones is there. And he is a master of hypnosis. Mm hmm. He, like, has her look at her hand and then, like, smacks her in the face with her hand and she, like, goes hypnosed. Yeah. And I was like, cool. Yeah. So uh, she's all hypnotized out. Yep. She's, but not digmatized. And uh, Dr. Jones has an earpiece so he can hear the translations because sound tech, see, I already yeah. forgot. Well, because, you know, Stefan Senpai. Yeah. He's translating from the booth. Right. Because Loose Footloose is speaking in Spanish because she's from Chile. Yeah. And you Stephen can tell Senpai, because the hat. Yes, it says Chile on it. And then uh, Stefan Senpai is translating from Spanish into German for Dr. Jones and SVU. And uh, the whole point of the hypnosis is to reenact the cab ride because they are concerned about nefarious things. Yes. Well, and also the potential commercial sex worker in the bar said that her friend had jumped out of a taxi cab while it was moving. Yeah. So, begin reenactment. Yes. And, and actually, it's kind of fun, because, like, at first, like, the the lady playing loose does, like, a really good, like, job miming a whole bunch of things. And they're asking, like, what the music was on, and, like... It's yeah. really well shot. Yeah, she she goes through the whole thing. Like she opens up the fake door, she gets in. Yeah. Adjusts the radio, gets the mirror right, lights a cigarette. It's obviously a manual transmission based on the foot and hand movements while she's driving. Yeah. And uh because of hypnosis, 
the only person she recognizes or, or Dr. Jones can talk to her outside of this state that she's in. Yeah. And at with the power of hypnosis, she's playing multiple characters. Yes. Uh, she turns down some guy who's asking for a ride because she's waiting for somebody else outside of the airport. Mm-hmm. And then who should appear? The potential commercial sex worker. Yeah. And she's there in the scene, but not there in reality, question mark? No, she's not. And actually, Loose Footloose is playing, like, both parts. Like, she's speaking both parts of the conversation, but changing her voice a bit for each one so you can tell which one is which. Yeah. Which I thought was really well. Like, that actress actually did a really good job acting out a scene as all of the characters in the scene. Yeah. And they're just kind of going through the events of that night, trying to figure out what happened. Yeah, she picks her up at the airport, and they're like, oh, my God, it's you. Oh, my God, it's you. I haven't seen you in so long. Blah, blah, blah. I'm here to see my husband who's here on business, and yada, yada, yada. And, oh, I haven't seen you since high school, and so on and so forth. You're driving a cab. How cool. Yeah. I'm traveling internationally. To visit yeah. people. <laughs> but what you're doing is also cool. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which it, I have traveled internationally to visit my wife while she's been on, after she finishes up a business trip. Because that's the best way to do it. Because you'll have to pay for one fucking ticket. <laughs> True that. <laughs> which is why we do it that way. But yeah, I've never been like, oh, hey, like, you're a taxi driver. That's wonderful. However, I have been driving a rental car and hit a fucking brick or not not brick but cobblestone that fell off of the curb and shredded my the tires both tires on the driver's side of the car and had to had to pull over and then have the fucking military police show up because the president of South Africa is going to be coming down this road in a half hour and this car needs to be gone because it's a fucking security risk because it might be loaded with explosives or something. And we're going to call the rental agency and be like, hey, I need to have some tires changed. And then the cops talk to the rental agency and the rental agency is very, very prompt getting cars to uh, to you, uh, get a car to you so that you can get out of there before the South African president shows up. And that's how Troy narrowly averted an international incident. <laughs> yeah, I, I was afraid if we didn't get out of there, we would have been arrested for attempting to kill the president or something. <laughs> uh, that was a nice stressful day. <laughs> it sounds totally fine. Yeah. What's so stressful about it? You just got implicated in assassination attempts in yeah. foreign nations. That's, that's who hasn't done that? Yeah, I mean, really. We've all been there. Oh man, that was not a. That was a. That was the night that we had brought some bottles of wine with us, and we were very happy to open them at dinner. <laughs> I should say so. I would have been opening them on the side of the fucking road. <laughs> Well, I decided to drive. I decided to drive home. Or drive back to the uh, the uh, Ben breakfast. But yeah, that was... Uh, so, um, where were we? <laughs> uh, well, okay. So, everything's going good. We're catching up. We're catching up. Old high school chubs. 
Yeah. Uh, she's gonna drive her to the Hotel International or some shit. Yep. Um, oh, and is this the point where the uh, the uh, the doc- Dr. Jones decides to have a wardrobe change? No. Okay. No, he, he maintained suited status until after the car ride's over. Okay. Because, yeah, because that, that, I have a story about that when we get to that. So he's, uh, he's getting fed stuff from the booth to try to kind of ask her, kind of push her in a direction, get, get some answers, like what kind of car was it, where were you going, that kind of stuff. Oh, oh yeah, it was a Volvo 940. Yeah. And, uh, what's pretty funny is SVU's in there, but she keeps talking on the radio. Mm-hmm. And, and, when she says what kind of car it is, she's telling him to be on the lookout. Luce gets mad, yells at the radio, and turns it off, which is pretty funny. Because <laughs> yeah. I guess in her uh, state, it's covered, It's like she picked up a police scanner accidentally, and she's mad about it. Yeah, or like dispatch or something for yeah. the, the cab company she works for was saying something. She's like, fuck this. Dr. Jones tells her to shut the hell up, SVU. Yeah, yeah, not loose, but loose. And uh, so they're driving. Things start to become a little more tense between them because apparently the uh, supposed commercial sex worker made an advance on her at some point in the past. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of implied. And she didn't care for it. And they start kind of arguing back and forth about how, well, you you were hitting on me and I didn't like it. Well, you were always an evil weirdo. Remember how you killed that girl in your ritual? Which, of yeah. course, SVU perks up. And she's like, ooh, homicides. That's my hey. jam. Hey, I may be able to upgrade to CI at this point. So long, Ice T. I'm moving up. Yeah, I'm going full Vincent D'Onofrio now. And uh, you never go full Vincent D'Onofrio. And as as they're getting more heated, uh, a, a, a ghost chokes her with her own necklace. Yeah, like her necklace starts to pull against her throat in the in the cop shop. While they're acting it out, like, and there's, it's just like the back is just floating in air as the front of the necklace pulls against her throat. Yeah. And she wrecks the car. Like, intentionally wrecks the car. Yeah, like, slams it into a tree or something. I don't know. Yeah. You know, like in Prophecy 3, when she runs the car into the rock. into it. Yeah. Or Prophecy <laughs> 2, when she runs it into the end of the alleyway. Yes, but not Prophecy One because there was no good car wrecks in Prophecy One. Yeah. Oh, I know there. Well, there was when you run the car into the angel who falls out of a like a third story window. Yeah, but that was an accident. That wasn't was. an on purpose. Nope. And uh, at this point, SVU is got up and she's getting all mouthy, hollering, and Doctor Jones. Uh, get the bad case of the weird eyes 
<laughs> yeah, he was like eyes go black or white. I don't remember which. Kind of white. Okay, sorry, because I've been also been watching the new Charmed, well, quote unquote, new Charmed show on Netflix. You know, the one from like 2018. It's on the CW, and their eyes go black often in that, so I couldn't remember if it was black or white for Doctor Jones. And he uh he grabs her by the head and neck, and tells her to do him a a, a real solid, and just to be quiet. Yeah, if her, if you could shut the fuck up, that'd be really nice. Now, thanks. And her time will come. Yeah, yeah. She'll, I mean, she, she'll get the she'll get the V that SU. It's yeah. Fine. But for right now, shut the hell up. Yep. And it makes her eyes go all black. Old, uh... Or white. Old sound booth is freaking out by all this. Yeah. And, and this uh, is when he has his wardrobe change, then. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so what happens here is my wife wakes up, because she fell asleep watching a TV show with me, and I was like... Oh, okay. Well, I'll just watch my movie while she's asleep because my wife doesn't like to watch horror movies with at all, really. And so we're, well, I'm watching this movie and watch this movie. And this is where she wakes up. And my wife took German in college. So, I mean, she speaks some German. She speaks German to, you know, to a reasonable extent. And and so she wakes up to, to speak people speaking German. So she's a little confused because that's not the normal way she wakes up. Usually people speak English around her and she's like, wait, and, but she also hears Spanish. She's like, wait, is this a Spanish movie or a German movie? And at this point, Dr. Jones takes off, takes off his clothes, you know, takes off his, takes off his jacket, takes off his shirt, takes off his pants. He's got boxers on and just proceeds to rip his boxers off. Yeah. Doesn't even like take them like, you know, like chuck them down his legs or anything. No, he just like rips them off. It's just like, oh. This is German. This is a German movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nope. It's German. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, good. I know where I stand now. We're okay. <laughs> yeah, and he strips all the way down. Yep. I, you only, I mean, it's only his ass. You only get to see his ass, but, you know, we haven't seen any boobs yet this movie, so we're, we're still at parody. And uh, he proceeds to put on the jacket from earlier. Well, the dress, a dress. Yeah. He puts on a black dress and then the white jacket that potential alleged supposed commercial sex worker was wearing at the bar. And uh, then things get all smoky, smoky. He gets smoky and he sits down like in the passenger side rear seat of the cab set up in the cop shop and then starts talking to uh loose footloose as if he was the supposed alleged real commercial sex worker. Yeah. And they have, they have a whole fucking conversation. Yeah. About things. Yep. And, uh, which I don't remember the details of. <laughs> yeah. I don't really either. I mean, more or less, it was just the the fact that he he is the demon from before. I think. Yeah, basically, yeah, the demon has taken over his body and is acting out this whole psychodrama with her in fucking like 
the keep. If you remember that, Chris. Yes. Yeah. Um, like it feels like the keep at this point with like smoke and lights and whatnot. And basically this demon is trying to connect with her on an emotional level. It seems like. Yeah. But she is still just reliving whatever actually happened. Loose footloose is. I think so. It all and gets then, a little open to interpretation at this point. Yeah. And then then like it goes from being like a cab ride to um Dr. Jones takes off all of his clothes. And oh, we missed the part where Dr. Jones shoves a, a pen up each nostril of his nose to make it bleed to simulate the blood that and broken nodes that would have happened to supposedly alleged real commercial sex worker when loose footloose ran the like wrecked the cab on purpose. Yeah. Anything and for so, immersion. Yeah. So he's got like blood running down his, his chest. He takes off all of his clothes and lays down in a circle of salt that kind of just appears in the back of the, the, the fucking conference room in the cop shop where they're doing all this shit and the and he lays down in that naked and kind of becomes margarita yeah and meanwhile like fucking like stefan senpai is in the in the sound booth like freaking the fuck out because at one point like he comes out of the sound booth and hits dr jones in the face with a fucking like reel-to-reel tape recorder <laughs> yeah dr jones goes to see what's going on in there he just gets bashed in the face for his trouble <laughs> but basically stefan senpai gets locked in the sound booth for the rest of the movie at this point yeah and so uh he is now marguerite or at least that's what Luz sees yes yeah he is a nubile teenager at a Catholic nun run girls school. Yeah. And I guess maybe again, this is all wildly subjective at this point and, and open to interpretation, but it appears that maybe loose had some sort of feelings for that girl, but loose. Uh, yeah, Maybe. Like and she was the one that she convinced that that she convinced Margarita that Margarita was pregnant. Yeah. And so they were gonna like exorcise the baby out of her because that's how science and Catholicism works. I mean that's what happens, I guess. Yeah. Um. And, and uh, some it doesn't like uh, SVU like interrupt this whole thing. Yeah, she Somehow. she fucking blows her cue. Yeah, and there and uh, the demon the demon at this point, Doctor Jones, Demon he, Jones, Demon Jones is like, no, 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 you you fucking done, you done goofed. Hold on, yeah. hold on. Yeah, and at that point, like, at this point though, we've gotten like Margarita's boobs and Doctor Jones' dick, so we're still like one to one. Yeah, on on the boob to dicks, which you know. Thank you, dummy act, for keeping us uh, keeping us level on this. Yeah, the balance has been maintained. Yes, Thanos would be happy. And uh, he gives it two snaps up. 
Way up. And Demon Jones masquerading as Margarita manages to uh, get loose to want to give him a big a big smooch so he can mouth light her. Yes. And then she gets uh, mouth lit. Yeah. Well, there's no light, though. I was watching for that, and there was no light transference. She just gets a big old smooch from Demon Jones. Yeah, which, I mean, I guess, you know, victory. (laughs) I am invincible. And then we end up back out in the lobby. Mm -hmm. Where, uh, just a shot of the lobby. Loose. Footloose. Walks out. And uh, SVU is not far behind. She's filling out some paperwork, presumably, that says, you know, everything's cool here. Yeah. You were interrogated and you're being released on your own recognizance. We're not holding you as a person of interest or any such thing. Go do your thing. Yeah. And in the earpiece, Sound Booth is like, what are you doing? This is clearly Shoot. this is clearly a demon. Shoot yeah. the demon in the face, please. <laughs> yeah. Stefan Senpai is like, shoot her, shoot her now, shoot her, please. Come on. Shoot her. Shoot her. Shoot Good her. time. Good time and to shoot her. Can't help but notice. It, not shooting. And, and SVU is like, here you go. Here's your here's your uh your signed thing saying that we released you without any penalty of any kind. Yep. She puts a big not criminal stamp on it and sends her on her way. Presumably to unleash the demon on the world, one would assume. Maybe, but I thought the demon was in SVU. No, she was just under control. The demon is now in loose. Okay, footloose? I think so. Okay. Interpretation! Woo! Subjectivity! And that's the movie. The end. So, Chris, what did you think of this movie? Well, it's short. I think it's a scant 70 minutes, which is even way longer because inexplicably the credits to this movie are like six and a half minutes long. It's like 10% of the fucking runtime is credits somehow. <laughs> it's this movie is. Uh, it would have been a way more interesting short than try to stretch this thing to not even feature length. I mean, 70 minutes is barely constitutes a movie or a feature. Yeah. It, the story's super simplistic. I mean, demon, demon gets called out. Demon likes girl. Demon wants to possess girl. Demon finds girl and possesses her. That's the, the gist of what's happening here. I mean, it's a tale as old as time. We've all been there. Yeah. I mean, they had the meat cute. Yeah. All of that. Oh. Which my I, wife did not know what a meat cute was. I uh, I referenced it earlier this week, and she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you never heard of a meat cute? She's like, no. I'm like, well, look it up. It's basically like, it's like a rom-com trope. 
Yeah. It's where you bump into each other at the coffee shop and you spill the coffee. Yeah. And that's when only you knew a, it was the one. Only I I I want to have a proud uh proud husband moment here because my wife has uh joined into two D&D games that I've been running for people. And she has started writing fiction about her own character on the offside, you know, on the on you know, on the downtime. And she did have a meet cute with her character's boyfriend that she wrote, and she didn't know what a meet cute was. So I thought that was extra funny. But uh, yeah, no, my wife has uh, gotten so into the 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 games I'm running that she's writing fiction about them, and I'm very happy about that. You should be. Yeah. But uh, I like the first half of this movie. Once it gets all smoke and body shifting and weirdness I don't care for it as much it's it looks nice it shot well the acting's fine it just it it feels longer than it is because it just kind of meanders at points and there's a lot of just like quiet shots of things happening yeah, like they, the dude setting up the room for the whole interrogation, like it's just it's long and quiet and and that works until you know the once you figure out what the story is, then it just becomes worse. Yeah. That kind of stuff only works when the twist hasn't been revealed. Yeah, when you reveal the twist halfway through. And then continue to have weird artsy shots. Right? No, no. I know what's happening. Like, there's no more intrigue. Now I'm just waiting for the conclusion to this. Mm. You done... Much like me on my wedding night, you done climax too early. (laughs) Jesus Christ, we were so tired for our wedding night. My wife took off her dress and a bunch of birdseed fell out of it. And we opened up some wedding cards and then went to sleep because we were fucking tired. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I think this is probably worth a watch. If you're into, you want something a little different, you want something that's a little more slow, a little more, uh, cerebral. Yeah. Something, something a little more style over narrative. It does have kind of an Argento kind of quality to it. There's definitely like a strong dreamlike quality to this. Yeah. And if that's something you're into, I mean, you're only out 70 minutes. It's not so bad. But yeah, I'd say, you know, watch it, asterisk. Just know what it is. A lot like uh, last week's movie. Yes. As long as you're aware that it's going to be kind of slow and it's more about the journey than the destination. Leia, that was a valid point. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) Leia, hey. Hey. What do you say, Troy? Well, Leia is saying Nabra, much like I think Brett would. Or Hotlanta would, because I think this movie, despite it being only 70 minutes, it feels like a full 70 minutes. And I think that would have been too much for Hotlanta. Um, 
I don't know. Like the first 25, 30 minutes of this, I think could have just been like sliced off and maybe worked into the whole reenactment that happens in the last half of this movie. And I would have enjoyed that better. I didn't need like the preview of the story and then the story and then the climax of the story and then the denouement. I could have just had like the preview rolled into the actual story and I think I would have enjoyed it better. Like if, if, if Dr. Jones had gotten possessed during the reenactment instead of before the reenactment, I think that probably would have worked better. But I mean, honestly, I like the back half of this movie way better than the front half of this movie, which I think is kind of the opposite of Chris, which I think is interesting. Um, I like when it gets weird and dreamlike and like all giallo on us. Um, I like the people playing parts in like a psychodrama and like, it's just very, I don't like kind of wraith the oblivion. If anybody has played that, like it kind of feels like a heroine. Um, but I, I don't know if I recommend this for most people. If you're into Giallo, if you're into psychological, like deconstructions of characters and things like that, you'll probably enjoy this movie. If you're not, you should just, just nope the fuck out of it completely. And you will live a better life with 70 more minutes of it left in it. So, uh, what do you watch next week, Chris? We are watching Dream Something. Um, Ghost Something. Ghost Dreams? Ghost, ghost Story. The ghost Story. One ghost Story, as suggested by my sister in law. Yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> Presumably about ghosts and stories. So, but if other people want to talk about a movie that is probably about something and another thing, how would they do well, that? Ho well, hopefully they're not going to do what my dog is doing, which I think is eating her own poop out in our yard, uh, based on my wife yelling at the dog. Um, but what they should do is go to Facebook, and they can reach us there because we're Slaughterhouse Princess, or they could email us at slaughterhousepriincesspodcast at gmail.com, or they can reach us at our Discord server at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com where we have uh, fun conversations sometimes. Um, you could also reach out to us on Twitter, where we're Slaughter Prince, which is Slaughter Princess with no vowels in princess. Or you could go to our subreddit, r slash SHP podcast, and you can reach out to us there. Uh, otherwise, if you want to listen to us, you can listen to us on Stitcher, iTunes, or Apple Music, or whatever the fuck it's called, an Apple Podcasts. I don't know what it's called now. And then there's... Uh, Google Play or YouTube Music or Google Music or whatever the fuck that's called now because no one can keep consistent branding these days. Uh, we also like Podbean, iHeartRadio, places like that. Just search for Slaughterhouse Princess on your uh, favorite podcast aggregator and I'm sure you'll find us there. Uh, if you would like to support us financially, you could go to store.slaughterhouseprincess.com or patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com, where uh, if you join there at the Patreon, uh, you get access to the patron channel on our Discord, where I try to at least post something every week about the episode that no one else gets to see. 
You know, like maybe my commentary on the cultural issues in Dogtooth that I referenced throughout the episode but never actually say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe something like that will show up there. Who knows? Possibly. Uh, but, yeah, but, you know, other than that, I don't think there's much more to say about how to reach us, Chris. Yeah. We'll come back next time for Ghost Story. And while our podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Bye. Oh, and uh, if Chris puts this at the end of the episode, thank you, patrons. I forgot to thank you during the episode.